It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax on a Thursday morning. Good morning, Bob Bosold with you. Jill also along. Jill Welke along as we take a look at news and markets. A lot of things going on in the world of agriculture. Wrapped up the Eau Claire Farm Show yesterday. Thanks to all the folks that dropped by our Wax booth and signed up to win uh, some tickets for Farm Technology Days and Farm Tech Fest coming up at Farm Technology Days this coming July. So we'll uh, have some winners. How many winners are we going to draw? We have three tickets we got to draw out. So, all right, and we're going to give away, uh, what are we giving away? I know we're, we're giving away Farm Tech Days admission tickets. We're giving away Farm Tech Fest reserve seats and Farm Tech Fest general seating. All right, so we'll get that uh, those three winners drawn, and we'll share those names after 5 o'clock. But in the meantime, lots of news. The official February Class 3 price came out yesterday. And uh, we'll share that with you as we go along this morning. Also, some changes at an institutional program in Wisconsin that's been around for over a 100 years and so many folks from our area and all over Wisconsin and many other places around the country and around the world have taken part in the Farm and Industry Short Course. As we know it, not going to be nearly the same going forward, and that's coming up quickly. That's coming up here as of about another week. It's going to change dramatically as far as what's available at the Farm and Industry Short Course. So if you are a Farm and Industry Short Course graduate, uh, future students will not be. So it's an ongoing story that we'll be uh, sharing with you and developing more as we go along. But the Farm and Industry Short Course, as we have known it, not anymore. And that's uh, not a good thing. A lot of things being done at the University of Wisconsin that, uh, as a graduate of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, I do not like. And uh, in the future, I will put my thoughts together on that and share my thoughts on what's going on at the what I call now the University of Madison and not the University of Wisconsin. But uh, we'll share some thoughts a little bit later on. Weather-wise, well, over the weekend, it could get kind of snotty out there, so we've got uh, lots of things to look at this morning. And uh, have you got three names drawn? I do. All right, and we'll share those with you after 5 o'clock. She's, she's going to try and interpret your handwriting in the meantime, because I'll tell you, I think we all need to go back to school. They haven't taught uh, handwriting uh, in a long time. And it shows when we look at our entries at the farm shows all the time. <laughs> it's always fun to decipher who this is. But uh, we'll get her figured out, and we'll share it with you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check our weather quickly on this Thursday morning, shall we? Because it's uh, going to get kind of, I don't know, iffy over the weekend, maybe we could say. Brought to you, our weather, by Markwart Motors. Markward Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned vehicles arriving daily. So if you checked yesterday, check again today because they'll have new ones on the lot. Check out all those vehicles at markwardmotors.com or go to one of the Markward Motors lots and see lots of great, great pre-owned vehicles. We're about 15 degrees right now. Up north, it's a little bit colder. Medford's three below. As we look at temperatures today, partly sunny in 26, and then tonight cloudy down to about 12. Tomorrow, 37, partly cloudy, but a wintry mix is starting to move in over the weekend. So if you are planning to travel 
this weekend, be it to uh, high school basketball games, whatever the case may be. Just uh, keep an eye on the road, maybe allow a little extra time. We'll get an update on that from Mike Dandry here in a little while this morning. But uh, again, I can't expect it to be too bad because it's supposed to be 37 tomorrow, 40 or so on Saturday, 34 on Sunday, 33 on Monday, 37 on Tuesday. So again, nothing drastically cold as far as the weather is concerned. As we said, uh, right now it's 15 in Eau Claire, the cold spot farther north. Medford's three below. Rice Lake is seven above, so not too bad out there as we move into Thursday morning. Glad to have you along. 15 degrees right now. We'll get about 26. Partly sunny. Should be a pretty decent day. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. Well, let's see what's going on now, shall we? NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The International Criminal Court is opening an investigation to find out if war crimes have been committed in Ukraine, including Russia's current invasion. Brian Shook reports. In a statement, ICC prosecutor Karim A.A. Khan said nearly 40 of the court's member states called for the probe. He added they're now collecting evidence and the investigation will cover events in Ukraine dating back to 2013. Khan said the office has good reason to believe crimes in the court's jurisdiction have been committed and he urged all parties involved in the conflict to abide by international humanitarian law. I'm Brian Shook. Russia is cracking down on media coverage of its invasion of Ukraine. Officials want a Russian-language website to remove stories about the attack, claiming they contain false messages. If not, the government is threatening to block Voice of America after already restricting access to other news outlets. President Biden's historic pick for the Supreme Court could be confirmed by next month. Senate hearings for Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson will start March 21st and last four days. Biden posted a video of his high court nominee on Twitter in which she introduces herself. I always tell all young people when I am asked what advice that I would give to work hard and to do your very best work every position that you're in. If confirmed, Judge Jackson will be the first black woman justice, replacing Stephen Breyer. The governor of Florida is accused of being a bully after yelling at students for wearing a mask. Ron DeSantis actually asked them to take the mask off, saying it was ridiculous and called it COVID theater. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Well, I almost wish I hadn't turned that on to see what's going on around the world. Man, oh man, oh man. Is this America or what's it turning into? Four minutes after five o'clock and we've got lots more to look at. Weather, markets, uh, you name it, we'll get at it all. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, weather not too bad today. Partly sunny. We should be in the mid to upper 20s. Cloudy overnight down to about 12. Then tomorrow, the high is going to be 37. But it could start uh, on the weekend. Could be kind of a wintry mix of a little uncertain weather. When, what's going to be falling and how much and all that sort of stuff. Partly cloudy tomorrow with that wintry mix. High 37, so it can't be too bad. 41 on Saturday with rain likely on Saturday. Then in the 30s, uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, cloudy to 
partly cloudy over that period of time. Right now, the cold spot up in north, it's colder. Medford's three below. Rice Lake, seven above, though. And in uh, Wausau, it's 11. Marshfield, 14. La Crosse is 25. Green Bay is 17. 23 in Madison, Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee at 25. And right now, here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area, pleasant temperatures out there. It's 15 degrees. Not bad. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About seven and a half minutes after five o'clock, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets once again. And Jill, the livestock numbers? Choice fed beef steers are 130 to 146 with mixed at 120 to 129. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 146 with mixed at 112 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 118 to 131 with selects at 86 to 117. Cows are 55 to 73 with a top of 96. Bulls are 73 to 101. Butcher hogs are 60 to 71. Sows are 51 to 69 and a half with boars at 18 to 29. New crop market lambs are $2 to 235. Old crop market lambs are 130 to $2 with feeder lambs 2 to 350. And at the Mercantile Exchange, the livestock futures mixed. Uh, live cattle mostly lower. April closed at 140.10, down 42. June cattle 136.50, down 55. August finished at 136.70, down 37. October was up a half a dollar at 143.55 at the close. Feeder cattle higher yesterday. We had March 158.30. That was up 202. April, excuse me, April at 163, even up 320. May at 168, even. That's up 275. August 180.32, up 225. September feeder cattle 182.85. That's up 222. Lane hogs, they were mixed. April 106.30, up a dime. May hogs, 111.02, that was up 15. June, 116.45, down 32. July hogs, 115.60, that was down 42. Board of Trade mixed. Yesterday, corn and beans fell, and uh, wheat was higher. But overnight, it gained back some of that loss as the uncertainty in Ukraine. And she not only shipping, but what's going to happen with the uh, the spring planting and the grains coming out of that part of the world this year? Awfully uncertain right now. March corn overnight after drops yesterday in the market, big drops yesterday, up 27 cents overnight as March corn sitting at 766, July at 702. March oats up 25 overnight at 741 a bushel for the soybeans. We're big drops yesterday and gains overnight. We're right back where we were yesterday at this time with that March soybean contract at 1702. But that's up 25 cents from yesterday's close, July at 16.51. Soybean meal for March up $2 a ton at 4.59.70. Wheat up 56 at 10.50 a bushel. Barrel cheese fell a cent and a half to $1.92. The blocks were up two and a half to 205 and a half. Butter down a cent and a half, 267 and three quarters. March class three down two at 22.24. 
April down 12 at 2305. May and June were unchanged. May 2307, June 2291. July class three up a dime at 2280. So that's the way the markets look. And of course, our market is brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Ten and a half minutes after five, 15 degrees. We'll get upper 20s today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time again for our Alcivia Co-op Talk, an opportunity to learn more about the services available through Alcivia Cooperative across the state. Today, we're focused in on the credit availability. Joining me now, Hans Flieger. He's the Vice President of Credit Operations for Alcivia. Hans, i got to ask you, how... How has activity been in your area of the company? You know, I'm going to guess there's a lot of folks taking another look at their line of credit for uh, not only crop inputs, but maybe operating the farm in general. How's business been? Yeah, things have been good, Pam. I mean, uh, again, uh, the economy, the economy has been, you know, um, moving upwards and the commodity prices have been going up with that as well. Um, but also with that, it's been input prices have been going up. So with that, you know, we have a lot of members that are coming in, understanding that their cost of production is going to be higher than what it was last year and kind of want to get prepared, um, you know, to be able to handle that um, for the upcoming spring. Sure. You know, the other thing you were telling me, Hans, before we started is that there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of prepay this year. I think a lot of it is motivated so people feel like they've at least uh, got themselves covered with a supply demand chain that's been kind of fickle. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge part of it. Plus, I think, um, you know, a lot of the people that we've talked to did fairly well in 2021. So, you know, they were looking for places to put their, their money, and they wanted to um, make sure that they were uh, uh, protecting their supply. And then also, you know, understanding where these grain markets are and making sure that, you know, if they're uh, buying fertilizer, buying chemicals, buying inputs, that they're also locking in a profit by selling grain. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. All right, Hans. So I understand there's another opportunity through Alcivia that I bet a lot of people are not even aware of, and those are called patron notes. What are patron notes? Yeah, Pam. Um, we have a program within Alcivia that allows our members to invest in their cooperative, um, kind of different than the prepay we alluded to before. Um, they're able to do, you know, there's three different programs. There's an on-demand, which has a minimum of $2,500. Um, you put that in, and we'll pay you uh, 2% on those monies. And you can take it in and out as you see fit, as long as you stay above that $2,500 threshold. Then there's also a three-year. Um, that is a three-year program that you uh, put $5,000 in minimum, and we'll pay at 3.25%. And then there's also uh, new uh, right now is a five-year, and that also has a $5,000 minimum, and we're paying uh, 4.25% on that. That's a wonderful way to uh, not only support your cooperative, but get some nice money back. Yeah, um, we've seen a a huge increase over the last year of people being able to do that. I think, you know, with the success that they've seen in their farming operation and and the dollars they've seen over the last year, they're looking for places similar to the prepay of places where they can put money and uh, get a decent return and stay within the ag sector. So that's basically open to any Alcivia customer? Any Alcivia member that's uh, in the state of Wisconsin that resides in the state of Wisconsin can can um, be a part of that program. All right. So I'm curious, Hans, let's say that we pique some interest out there. Some folks are thinking about maybe making that investment in their cooperative. Where can they find out more information or how can they contact somebody if they're interested? 
Yeah, Pam, they could go to our website, um, alcivia.com, and hit the new customer portal. And about three-quarters of the way down, um, it, it outlines the program fairly well. And then if they have additional information, they can either give uh, a call to the number that's listed there, or there's a email address. It's uh, patron, P-A-T-R-O-N dot note at alcivia.com. All right, excellent. So, again, folks, if we've piqued your interest and you're curious to learn more about ways you can invest your dollars in your cooperative, all you need to do is go to alcivia.com, like uh, Han said, the new customer portal all the way down on the bottom, and you'll see the patron note program. You can also shoot an email to them, as he said, at patron, P-A-T-R-O-N dot note at alcivia.com. Hans Flieger along with us, Vice President of Credit Operations for Alcivia. And that is your Alcivia Co-op Talk. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost 19 minutes after, or excuse me, almost 17 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. A little farm news this morning. Jill, what's going on? Besides upsetting the world order, the Russian invasion of Ukraine is having a very negative impact on trade channels. Officials in that part of the world are now saying that all Ukrainian ports will remain closed until the Russian invasion is over. Ukrainian port officials say they cannot provide safety to commercial ships as the major port at Marpool has already sustained damage from Russian attacks. Observers also suspect, suspect that Russian, Russians might be planning to put more troops in the country by using the ports. Already, they say the normal movement of spring grain from Russia and Ukraine will be affected by the conflict. In another news, the World Championship Cheese Contest, held every two years in Madison, is underway this week. And the pandemic is having an effect as total entries are over 3,000, that's about 800 less than two years ago, mainly because of the fewer entries from the United States. Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association Executive Director John Umhofer said U.S. cheese plants don't have enough workers to turn out the product and get entries to the contest. Some of the most unusual varieties in this year's contest are donkey cheese and Tibetan yak cheese. I wonder how they taste with uh, cheese and Crackers and beer. Maybe you have to have a lot of wine to make them go. <laughs> Maybe that's it. But uh, donkey cheese and Tibetan yak cheese. Not too sure about that. And uh, Class 3, what's the latest on that? The official February Class 3 milk price was released yesterday at $20.91 a hundred. That's up 53 cents from January and $5.16 better than last February's Class 3 price. All right, so that's trending in the right direction, and uh, folks are feeling a lot better at the farm show the last couple of days about that Class 3 price, where it's at. And uh, we'll talk about some things going on. Farm and Industry Short Course down in Madison undergoing some drastic changes come next term. It will move from a 16-week accredited college experience to multiple non-accredited lessons for students to pick and choose. The new program will also be a hybrid offering both hands-on education as well as virtual components. Students were told about it earlier this week, didn't like it. And I don't think a lot of other people involved with the short course are going to like it either. But that is a major change for a program that's over 100 years old. 
one of the uh, few programs like that in the country. But uh, we'll hear from some comments from the officials at the University of why they're doing that. But uh, drastic changes coming to the short course and coming quickly. That's as of March 12th. And coming up, you had a chance to uh, talk to some folks in our area about beans. Yeah, I was over at Chippewa Valley Bean, and I talked to the plant manager, Trisha Kwok, about the challenges they've had with shipping and the backups and just and the changes they've had to make to make things go. All right, we'll hear from uh, Trisha and Jill coming up here on WAC. Seems like some days are good, some days not so good when you go to your local grocery store. Some things are completely full on the shelves, while other brands may be missing. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'll tell you what, since the pandemic unfolded, I think consumers more and more are realizing uh, not to take their food for granted, how it gets there, brands that they depend on. Supply chain issues, Jill, hitting everybody from the farm gate to the food plate. And you talked with some folks that are still experiencing those supply chain glitches. That's right, Pam. I had the opportunity to talk to Trisha Kwok. She's the plant manager up here at Chippewa Valley Bean. And she was talking about the challenges of the supply chain, just like you mentioned. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. She also talked about the changes that they've had to make and how they're progressing through the season. We've had a number of challenges this year. Of course, we've had some very exciting changes over the last year where we've expanded and added our distribution center um, so that we have the ability to store more finished product, which has been certainly a plus. Of course, some of the challenges being that the shipping um, and the global logistics, the whole um, shipping piece has been quite a challenge for us in being able to get containers in due to the the majority of our product going overseas, uh, we have to rely on on transportation of containers, and the containers come get loaded here, and then they go to the rail yard in the cities, and then from there, from the rail, they go to the to the ship to the ports. So, when you hear about um, shipping, the logistics piece where the ships aren't coming in, the ships aren't getting unloaded, um, that trickles all the way back to us in. We can fill our warehouse full, and now we're sitting and waiting for those containers to, to move. Right now, we've got 14 empties. We're waiting for trucks to come and pick them up. We'll fill them and then send them to the rail yard. But right now, everything is, is closed down, and we're just waiting for trucks to arrive so we can move. So what it does is it backs us up as far as production, where I can I have to stop producing. And thus, if I don't keep producing, I I have to. I, I have a challenge of bringing the beans in in the fall because I need the bins emptied in order to bring a new crop in in the fall. So, so the waiting for the trucks and the waiting to get the beans shipped out has been one of the big challenges. Has it gotten any better? Do you see an end to this challenge? Well, with the tariff coming off in January, we were hoping that uh, things are going to turn around, and and they probably will. Right now, we're um, we're still on Christmas break with a lot of uh, of the companies because each piece of that, of course, they were all on break. So now everybody's coming back, and we're just starting to get things in motion again. So, so it does look. Um, promising that um, you know within the next month or so things will turn around and we'll be able to get products shipped. 
you're in charge of the quality of the product. How has the quality of the beans been this year? The quality has been excellent. That is one thing that Triple Valley Bean um, takes pride in is that that is one thing that we do is we ship quality, we produce quality beans, um, dark reds, light reds, organics, and white kidney beans. Um, the quality side has been um, actually excellent. Excellent. We had a good harvest this fall. Uh, the summer, uh, last summer production, it was it was a little dry, but a lot of the kidney beans are on um, irrigated land, so we were that helped um, as far as that went. But the temperature was a little warm. Kidney beans like really cool nights, and then you know warm days, but not hundred degree days, which you know we've had a. Few Quite a bit of that this last last summer, um, but bringing the beans in, um, we had a good team. We were able to get them in in a short period of time, which is always helpful. The earlier that we can get the beans in in the fall, the better. So when you have less rain in the fall, it benefits us because we can get the beans in before the weather conditions deteriorate. You know, as as the fall goes on, that makes a lot of sense. And are you having any tr- any issues with your storages or your sh- storages being able to handle all the beans that are coming in? We recently, in the last few years, we've added a number of bins so that we are able to store more beans. Um, and that also gave us more flexibility. Uh, kidney beans come in in a variety of different qualities, different types. Um, it to, to most people, it's just a dark red kidney bean. Well, when it comes in here, it could be a, a packaging bean. It could be a canner bean. There's a whole different um, set of uh, grade standards that we uh, follow when the trucks come in and come over the scale. So then we separate them out. And with the different bins, we were able to separate everything into um, the various qualities, which really is a huge help. So then as the orders come in and the demand for whatever type of quality we need, we'll, um, then we can mill it at that point. And um, with the distribution center being added, we were able to, um, we can mill just what our customer is demanding at the time. So, because we won't mill to order, we'll mill to um, uh, the orders as they as they come in. And we'll have stuff on the floor for them. Are your customers far and wide? So we have... Our, our distribution is majority of it does go overseas, but we do have a large domestic market as well. So some of our our lo- very local would be uh, Bush Brothers and Augusta. They also have a plant in Dandridge. They take all of our our kidney bean uh, types that we have. We also have Seneca Foods, which is a private label, and that is maybe your food choice, your roundies, your Cisco. That's all private label. That Owatonna canning is, which is part of Lakeside and Seneca throughout Wisconsin, you know, and, and then out in Payette, Idaho, um, they will put our beans under all the private labels. So whenever you go to Marketplace or to Hy-Vee or uh, what do you have, Festival in, in Eau Claire, mm-hmm. all the private labels, store labels is what you'll, you'll find our beans under, along with uh, a bush. So another uh, a strong point in Triple Valley Bean is the food safety. We are third-party audited by NSF for the 
BRC uh, certification, which is the British Retailers Consortium, and that allows us to ship the beans overseas like we do in the amount of beans that we ship overseas. Um, Not only our quality, but then our documentation, so our food safety, that we can trace the beans back from the grower to our bins through production through shipping, and that has been a huge plus in expanding our sales uh, and marketing of our products. And again, that's Tricia Kwok, and she is a plant manager at Chippewa Valley Bean. Tricia Chokas Kwok. She's a Chokas from up in the Bloomer area and uh, doing very, very well there at Chippewa Valley Bean and a very valued employee there at Chippewa Valley Bean. Tricia does a great job up there. But uh, again, the challenges with all the things going on in the world, the supply chain disruptions, and Lord knows about the disruptions caused by what's going on in the Ukraine with Russia all a challenge, but uh, Tricia hanging in there with the folks at Chippewa Valley Bean and all our other agricultural organizations around the area. Milk price is good, corn bean prices are good, but it's a tough time to get product moved. Well, let's find out what's going on at the market, shall we? Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock over in the Withier. It's 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get some market numbers from over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Rocky Olson is with us this morning. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. Well, I hope you don't have to go north this morning. That's the coldest part of our area. Go south or east or west, huh? Uh, I'm going to, once I get a few things going here this morning, I'm going up to northern Minnesota. So. Oh, my. It's cold up. What did you say? Prentice is 7, 11 below this morning? You I, I seen the guy, yeah. I seen the guy said it was 11 below up by, by Prentice. So. Good ice fishing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's great. All right. Well, you, you going ice fishing in Minnesota or you going to look at cattle? I'm going to look at cattle. Oh, all right. Well, that'll be all right if you drop a line for a minute or two, too. But in the meantime, uh, tell us what's been going on this week over at uh, Premier. It's Thursday right? Uh, you bet. Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. Uh, we did sell 235 head of dairy cattle with two complete herd dispersals. Uh, every cow we sold yesterday was a tie stall cow. Uh, top uh, quality fresh cows, 1,700 to 2,100. Many other cows from 1,200 to 1,675. Top quality Holstein spring and heifers sold from 1,250 to 1,875. Those lesser quality cows and spring and heifers, 12 and down. Last Thursday, uh, we sold a parlor freestall herd of 390 Holstein cows, um, and there was also jerseys in that herd. Top supreme fresh cows brought 2,000 to 2,950. Many other cows, twelve fifty to nineteen fifty, with your uh, top jerseys in that herd selling from fifteen hundred to twenty two hundred. Next week, Wednesday, uh, we have a special uh, top top bunch of uh, parlor freestall cows. We also have a herd of cows pending. Uh, that is a three hundred cow Holstein parlor freestall herd. Horse auction will be this Friday. Uh, we are going to sell drafts and drivers. We're expecting 300 horses for this Friday. Uh, we are asking that we do not get any machinery deliveries for this Friday, as you probably will not be able to get into the parking lot. Uh, we also will be closed uh, to taking small items for our March 25th machinery auction. Please don't bring any small items. Uh, we will be open for some machinery yet, but the last day for advertising will be this coming Monday. So if you have equipment, really try to get it in here um, by this coming Coming Monday, uh, it is a very, very large auction. Uh, we are uh, getting full, so questions, uh, if you got consignments, uh, give us a call. 
715-229-2500. Full listing and details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And, Bob, that's the way it shaped up. All right, sir. Well, have a safe drive to northern Minnesota. Will do. Have you got your, have you got your uh, translation book so you can understand them up there, their language? <laughs> no, they're pretty good up there. Pretty good, eh? Pretty good, eh? <laughs> hey, you what they are. Hey, you, you have a safe drive. All right, sounds good, Bob. All right, there goes Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. We're going to check our weather, then we'll get Morgan in here and find out what's going on with the news. We've got markets. We've got a lot to do yet. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out about our weather as we go over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. And I heard you earlier say something about uh, as we get to the weekend, uh, it could be kind of messy. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, there's uh, there's a lot to unpack with this weekend. Leading up to it, though, things will be rather quiet uh, for today. Well, I mean, we'll be a little below average, but again, quiet. Temperatures really only getting into the mid to upper 20s. Now, tomorrow, that's where things start to get a little interesting. We'll warm up with mostly cloudy conditions for most of the day on Friday. Temperatures will get into about the upper 30s. Friday night is where things really start to unfold. We'll get a little bit of snow, some freezing rain, possibly a little bit of sleet as well before it transitions to rain going into the early hours of Saturday morning. Now, we'll be teetering around the freezing point, so timing on exactly when that will uh, change over more to rain is still a little bit up in the air. However, during the day on Saturday, things are starting to warm up quite a bit, getting into the 40s even. However, we have that chance of rain really throughout most of the uh, afternoon and even going into Saturday night. Now, some embedded thunder thunderstorms with this are possible. Those will likely stick towards the south and towards the west, but I'm not ruling out a couple rumbles of thunder in the Chippewa Valley. But the lows on Saturday will dip to around the freezing point yet again, so timing on when that exactly will change back over to a little bit of snow, uh, likely more Sunday morning time frame, but still a little bit up in the air as well. Things start to quiet down going into Sunday afternoon as we'll maintain mostly cloudy conditions, temperatures getting up into the mid-30s, and by Sunday night we'll be dipping back into the upper teens, so that can refreeze and cause some travel impact, so keep that in mind as well. Right now in Eau Claire, we're looking at mostly clear conditions and a temperature of 11 degrees. I'm Skyward 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Weather forecasting and inexact science, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a moving target. I guess so. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Mike Dandria over at Skywarn 13 this morning with our weather forecast. And right now we're almost 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll get some other news. Morgan's going to join us next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out about some of the other things going on in the world of news. Morgan joins us this morning. I was uh, making the speculation earlier. Mm -hmm. We had some nice weather the last few days, 40s, things like that, upper 30s. Seen any robins yet? I haven't. No, but you know what I did see the other day? I was driving back from my mom's. I saw, for the first time in ages, a red-headed woodpecker. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and it's been ages since I've seen one of those. So, yeah, but no robins yet. They say, what, three times on the tail for yeah. snow before that. So I'd like to see one soon, and we can get moving along here. <laughs> I guess so. Woody is alive and well, then. Yes, well, Woody. Oh, <laughs> when we were kids. What's going on? Well, we'll start with headlines to keep us in our area. Good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today. It was wheels down on Air Force 
Force One, President Biden flying into Duluth yesterday afternoon and speaking at UW-Superior, touting his trillion-dollar infrastructure package. Biden highlighted the aging Blotnick Bridge. That's between Twin Ports and went on to say... There are 700, excuse me, 979 bridges in Wisconsin, 661 bridges in Minnesota in poor condition, along with nearly 7,000 miles of highway between your two states that need repair. And now, after years of talking about infrastructure, we're finally getting it done. On the other side, activists were in the area demonstrating, saying that they wanted Biden, who warns about climate change, to stop Enbridge's construction of new pipelines and to push to phase out fossil fuels more quickly. In headlines that bring us closer to our area, it's jail time for a Minnesota man in a deadly 2019 ATV wreck. A judge in Rusk County sentenced Brennan placed to six months in jail. Investigators say he was drunk when he crashed an ATV at a bachelor party in 2019, killing a man. In addition to that jail time, the judge ordered him to remain sober and deliver a speech each year on the anniversary of that deadly crash. Well, there are more hats in the ring, but it seems the Hello, My Name Is tag needs attention, as there's not much name recognition when it comes to candidates running for governor and U.S. Senate here in the state. But the news from the new Marquette Law School poll shows that more people have come around on the work of Governor Tony Evers. Here's poll director, its name is Charles Franklin, saying that job approval is actually up. Tony Evers, uh, job approval at 50 percent, disapproval at 41 in October, when we asked it, it was 45 approved, 46 disapproved. Now, Franklin also went on to say the front runners in the upcoming gubernatorial and Senate primaries in August have low name recognition. Well, there will be more neighborhood money to go around. Governor Tony Evers saying another $8 million will be headed here to the Chippewa Valley, announcing that in the form of neighborhood investment fund grants. And familiar names to our area, Cinder City and Altoona has some money on the rails. Eau Claire as well. Menominee saddles up for a portion of that, as does Rice Lake. As far as planned projects, early word is that Eau Claire will use their $2.5 million share on the Cannery District and uh, to expand the homeless shelter. Meanwhile, in Cinder City, they look to go to downtown to recoup some of that and bring businesses into Main Street. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. The woodpecker wasn't pounding on your house. I got them woodpeckers on my house. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm not happy. No, they, they seem like they might just want to get to you, Bob. They look in there and they see you and they're like, you know what, let's mess with that guy, they right? I want to get some of my chocolate macadamia nuts and I'm not going to share them with them. You know, on that note, I was delivering that box of chocolate macadamia nuts to my mom yesterday. That's when I happened to see the woodpecker uh, and I let her know that you handpicked each one of those and she could tell. Handpicked and hand dipped in the chocolate, special chocolate. I think too. you still have calluses on your hand oh, from I all do. that hand work yeah it was a hard hard test it always is (laughs) thank you ma'am anytime bob there goes morgan in the newsroom this morning and we still got lots more coming up as we're what now 19 before six Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets, lots of markets to get to this morning as always on a Thursday morning. But Jill, some uh, other things going on. Folks in our area involved in agriculture, what's up? Well, this week at the 58th annual Eau Claire Farm Show, two local ag leaders were recognized for their years of service to agriculture with the Aggie Award. Jim Holt of Elk Mound, longtime Wisconsin Farm Bureau leader and Elk Mound school board member, and Gary Evans of Mondovi, who taught agriculture at the high school level and at CBTC for nearly 40 years, were both presented the award. 
And we had folks from our area traveling to Denver. Yes, and Wisconsin was well represented at this week's 120th annual National Farmers Union Convention in Denver. 25 members of the Wisconsin Farmers Union were at that meeting where the delegates were already re-electing the group's president, Rob LaRue, of West Virginia to another term. In his presidential address, LaRue urged members to keep up the fight for fairness for farmers and called on members to get more involved in the organization's programs. Also at the meeting, Wisconsin dairy farmer Patty Edelberg Edelberg was defeated in her run for re-election as the group's national vice president. The meeting ended yesterday. And as far as uh, delegates, John Skaug from Osseo was out there as an at-large director. Also during the convention, Ryan and uh, Becky Brothel from Woodville were uh, involved in the convention. They took part in the Farmers Union Enterprises Leadership Program. Others representing Wisconsin Farmers Union at the convention were Sean Bartholomew from out at Elk Mound, Danielle Envick from Holcomb, Dave Rosine, and uh, Katie Weiss of Glenwood City. But again, the 120th annual meeting of the National Farmers Union. Well, let's get to the market, see what happened at Barron yesterday, and uh, here's Amber to tell us. Fed cattle, unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.07 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from 74 to 80, topping out at 81. 60% sold from 63 to 73, and the bottom 20% sold from 62 and down. Cow bulls sold from 70 to 97.50. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold from 100 to 160, topping out at 192.50. Beef calves sold from 150 to 220. Our next sheep and goat sale is March 19th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al. At 608-477-5825. Thank you, and have a good More markets. Let's get on to the equity barn at Sparta and see what happened yesterday. Here's Scott to tell us. Slaughter cow market was steady to strong today with 20% of the cows, 70 to 87. 60% of the cows sold 55 to 69. And 20% of the cows were 54 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with high-yielding bulls, 90 to 102. Canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 140 to 150. Select a choice beef steers and heifers, 120 to 140. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 115 to 130. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 120 to 127. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 120. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 107 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to 130 with no test on the top. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. And the beef calves, 150 to 260. Just a reminder, this Thursday, March 3rd, is our next dairy feeder sale here in Sparta with dairy starting at noon, followed by feeders at 1230. And we do have uh, a consignment. There's quite a few beef cows coming we should have 30 35 head of beef cows showing up for the sale they'll be sold after the feeders thank you this has been scott herman with your sparta equity market report for wednesday march 2nd have a great day more markets let's get to the stratford equity barn jerry fitzgerald is with us good morning jerry how you doing well good morning to you bob we're doing good but you know uh listen to all the stuff that's going on in the world uh Kind of reminds me of the old song, you know, 
the world and let me off, you know? Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of that out there, that's for sure. Well, we'll let you off that and to let you tell us what happens at the market so far this week. We better do that. Uh, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from yesterday, a very busy Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the feeder cattle sale yesterday and the bread beef cow sale. A lot of good quality of bread beef on the sale yesterday. The featured consignment was some black Angus heifers, and they were selling from 1450 to 1650 On the feeder cattle sale yesterday, uh, your uh, medium weight feeders, a lot of feeders weighing from that 450 to 650 range, and they were selling from 120 to 160 Heavier feeder steers yesterday in the beef line from 110 to 152. Holstein feeders, uh, lightweight Holsteins from 90 to 130. Heavier Holsteins from 90 to 127. On the market auction yesterday, cow cows continue to be very, very strong. High-yielding fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction selling from 75 to 87. Fancy high-yielding beef cows from 88 up to 92. The cows are... Yesterday's auction selling from 60 to 74, thinner cows, plainer cows below 60. On the fat cattle trade yesterday, uh, no real test on the prime cattle, but choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from 105 to 120, grading cattle 105 and below. On the um, market auction on the bulls, better quality bulls are at 85 to a dollar with your lighter bulls uh, below 80. Calf market very strong yesterday, good quality Holstein bull calves selling from 100 up to 190. Very limited demand on these heifer calves. Beef calves, very strong yesterday, 150 to 350. Fancy beef bull calves yesterday from 350 up to 405. And we are at Thursday, a market auction today in Stratford. Does start at 11 o'clock. Market cows, bulls, fed cattle. Those baby calves are about 11, about 12.30, I should say, this afternoon. And uh, just take a look, some upcoming sales. Uh, next day's sale will be next Tuesday here in Stratford. Two, uh... Dairy sales coming up here in March in Stratford uh, with one next uh, next Tuesday, March 8th at 11 o'clock. Complete milking cows, bringing heifer dispersal, uh, Englewood Farms out of Larson. Some really good top quality cattle, about 100 head in that herd. So they're probably freestyle adapted, all AI bred. And uh, a lot of the cows are just first and second lactation. So a lot of information on their website. So you folks are looking for some uh, recently fresh young cows. We'll have them for you next Tuesday. That'll be 11 o'clock start time. And March 15th, another dairy cattle auction featuring a complete herd dispersal. More about that later. So, Bob, when you're busy this morning, we'll turn it back to you. You enjoy the day. And, uh, well, maybe uh, by tomorrow we'll have a little better handle on what kind of junk we're going to get this weekend yeah, after it, weather, huh? It could be kind of tricky, so uh, pay attention. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry over there at the Equity Stratford Barn. 15 degrees right now. It's pretty nice now. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More market. Let's get over to Tree Livestock. And Michelle is with me this morning. Well, I talked to some of your boyfriends at the uh, farm show this week. You did, huh? Yep. The boys from the Hopeless Dairy were there. Oh, aren't they wonderful people? Yeah, the keepers. A, I love them. We had a nice conversation and a good laugh. So uh, we had a, a lot of folks at the farm show. So it was a good time. From the hopeless dairy that is alive and well. That's a good thing. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, so are you. So what happened at the market yesterday? All right. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Wednesday, March 2nd, at Train Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market, we tapped at 87 with the consignment by B&D Farms of Greenwood. 80% of the cows sold from 60 and above. Market cows were 74 to 85, low-yielding cows 62 to 73, thin and weak cows 60 and lower. The Holstein steer market choice, 112 to 128, select 110 and down. 
For beef type steers and heifers, choice 115 to 136, selects for 112 and lower. In the low market, high yielding beef types came in at 78 dollar with the utilities at 78, 75 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from 100 to 190 dollars per head. When we tapped at 196 with a consignment by Weaver Zimmerman of Stanley. Lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $75 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 85 to 355 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 59 to 74. Sows were 60 to 72 and a half. Boars were 28 and down. Our next show will be Monday, March 7th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you'd like an arm farm visit, give us a call at the market. At 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tnlmfarm.com. For all the future and livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. You have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. You too. There she you bet. That's Michelle over at Tree Livestock and Thorpe. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Before we do that, though, we've got names, winners from the farm show for tickets to Farm Technology Days, Farm Tech Fest. And who have we drawn, Jill? So for Farm Technology Day's two admission tickets, go to Tom Rood from Colfax. And for Farm Tech Fest, two general seating tickets, go to Bill Rice from Thorpe. And Farm Tech Fest reserve seats, two of them, go to Becky Davis from Mondovi. All right, congratulations. We'll be in touch. Board of Trade this morning after a down day yesterday for corn and beans up overnight. March corn up 27, 766. The oats at 741. March soybeans 1702. That's up 25 overnight. Meal up $2 at 459.70. Wheat up 56 at 1050 a bushel. Country elevator prices. Wheaton and Chippewa Falls locations at 688 for corn and 1621 for beans. Connorsville 688 for corn and 619 for beans. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 679 and beans are at 616. And on the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn today is 690 a bushel at Baldwin. Also at Elmwood and Fall Creek, the corn is 670, beans 1617. Durand 668 and 1617. Down in Mondovi, corn is 672, beans 1612. At Osseo, 675 and 1617. Stevens Point, beans at 1595 today. Elk Mound, 665 and 1608. Sparta, 682 and 1613 at Ellsworth. Corn is 665, beans 1602 at the ethanol plants. Boysville, 690 on the corn. Stanley and Richmond not reporting. Barrel cheese down a cent and a half, 192. The blocks at 205 and a half. Butter a little lower, 267 and three quarters. March, class three down two at 2224. April down 12 at 2305. May, 2307. June, 2291. Both unchanged. July up a dime at 2280. Again, 15 degrees. Not a bad day today. Partly sunny. High about 26. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.